it's hard. It's we do a weird show. We're like we're live. We're live. We're, so we it's hard. Sometimes our guests don't know when to come in. Um, but people are just more than welcome to. And I'm a rookie to the whole Zoom thing too. I got my shoot name in the corner and everything. Oh, this is a well, I'll mic. tell you what. You're gonna like this because I'm a professional. I take that into account. So your shoot name is not on the screen going Beautiful. out going out to like Twitch. It's not there. I right on. I can see it. I can't read it because I'm blind. But I can also. I don't think it's going out to the. I can fix it if you want me to. I'm. I'm not. I'm honestly not worried about okay. it. It's all good. But I don't no, think it. Good. I don't it's think not it on Twitch. Perfect. I. I took that into account. I forgot who it was. Uh, one time. Thanks, Marie. Marie says she can't see it. I forgot who it was, but I was like, "Mother Trucker." They probably don't want their shoe name out in a wrestling themed show. <laughs> Let's live the gimmick, brother. Right? Why not? Well, and it's actually, it's not really even a big deal to me. I just, uh, I remember years ago, right uh, right before we went live, the first time I did commentary, uh, Dustin Perry, who I was doing commentary with, says, what do you want your name to be? And uh, I'll, I'll let it out there, too, my last name. It's actually Manson is my last name, and there's, there's some negative connotations there. So uh, I was like, let's not go with that. And my middle name's Hunter. So I just said, okay, well, let's just go with, uh, let's just go with Scott Hunter. Then they just kind of stuck from there. But, yeah, yeah it was completely a... Uh, Right before we went live, that's just the name I picked. Just a split second decision, huh? Came out of nowhere. Um, for those of you that don't know, this is Scott Hunter, a commentator. Actually, I wouldn't even call you just a commentator. I would call you was it jack of all trades, maybe for everything to do with Smash Wrestling except getting in the ring. Uh, is the best way. And I've even done that once or twice too, but it's, yeah, I wear, I wear many hats when it comes to, uh, to smash wrestling. That's for sure. Um, and we're going to get to smash wrestling in this Sunday with homecoming. Uh, we're big fans of smash wrestling, especially Vanessa. Cause you know, she's up there in Canada. Uh, why I just look from afar, but, um, I noticed when I was preparing for you that we actually have something in common. We were both big wrestling fans growing up, which a lot of people are, but we knew nothing about independent wrestling. I didn't even know right. it existed. It never occurred to me that maybe there's a minor league uh, when you're related to baseball. I didn't understand that uh, growing up. What was your – when did you first encounter uh, independent wrestling? I, I got into it very late in the game. So I, I, I first discovered independent wrestling probably about – a year before I actually got into it myself. Um, I was probably, I would have been in my early 20s, uh, and a buddy of mine was uh, really big into a Chikara Pro Wrestling yeah, uh, yeah. at the time, and he kept sending me videos, and I was like, oh, this is this stuff's hilarious. And then uh, they had the big King of Trios tournament, and uh, we, we, me and a couple buddies made a trip down there for that, and I just I fell in love with the atmosphere of it. It's a lot more intimate uh, when you have your... His Zoom froze and kicked him off. Oh, he's back! Oh, he's back! He's thinking about it. Am I back? Yeah, you're back. You're good. All right. My apologies here. I'm living way up in the boonies here in Ontario, so I don't know how good the internet connection is going to be here. But, uh, no, I absolutely fell in love with the atmosphere of the independent scene. And uh, 
pretty pretty much right away I tried to figure out how to get involved in it in uh, any way I could. I'm not the most athletic person, so uh, I, I was going to school at the time for sports broadcasting, so the, the, the commentary route seemed to just fit. Um, yeah, I didn't – I always – I guess if you count Ring of Honor as independent wrestling, I guess that was my introduction to it. Uh, but other than that, I didn't delve deep into it. Like I consider myself, I, I took a deep dive into independent wrestling when COVID hit, uh, for many different reasons. And then this show and then bringing Vanessa on who I've said this many times, literally opened my eyes to the world of independent wrestling, specifically Canadian independent wrestling, which is just insane. It's just uh, a hotbed is the word people throw around all the time. Um, well, it, it, and it's really picked up a lot over the last few years. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know what it is about it, but um, Smash Wrestling, uh, Crossbody, um, Chem Valley is the other one I, I enjoy. There, I mean, there's a lot, a lot. Well, and, and that's the thing is that there's so much in independent wrestling. There's so many uh, opportunities uh, for if you're an independent wrestler to get, get out there and get some work. Uh, and all across Ontario, really, not just Ontario, out, out west, um, th- there's a lot of great wrestlers coming out of uh, uh, the western provinces as well. And out east is starting to pick up as well. So it's, uh, I mean, realistically, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a very vast uh, wrestling hotbed that we're starting to, to brew up here in Canada, and I know it's it's something that Smash Wrestling is uh, is definitely on the pulse of, and we're we're hoping to one day uh, expand beyond Ontario within Canada as well. Um, you've been in the quote unquote wrestling business. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong for about eight years or so. About yeah, about that. I think it. You know, once you take COVID out of it, yeah, about eight. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh because there's a lot of stuff where when I'm trying to think back of how many years or or how long or this or that, I do forget the COVID years for myself. Uh, I just step away from my shoot job for like, I think it was two years or a year and a half. And those years are, are like a blur to me. I don't remember I do, them. I do the same thing. I, I equate it to uh, the Marvel movies where the, the snap <laughs> happened and everyone yeah. came back. They called it the blip. I call <laughs> yeah. it the blip. Yeah. Two years ago. Oh, that's phenomenal. That's a great uh, comparison and reference. Uh, sorry to laugh for such a serious topic, COVID, but uh, we're not going to delve into that. Um, when you got started to, on commentary, uh, getting involved in that, you had uh, sports journalism, I believe, is what you were going for. You were. Let me see if I get this right. You were you were doing a tryout. You were only going to do it for like one show or one night. How does that lead to like over a thousand shows? Like where? What am I missing? Yeah, I have no idea. I I really I just uh, right guy, right place, right time. That's all I can equate it to. Uh, it wasn't even supposed to be one night. I I just want to call one match. <laughs> uh, I was given the opportunity to call a dark match uh, yeah. on the show and. Uh, but like, and this is how the name thing, like I, like I was saying earlier, came out of the blue split second because it was a dark match. We were we were just kind of testing out the equipment, testing out cameras, and uh, yeah, at the at the end of the dark match, the uh, 
owner walks by and he says to the guy he called the, the match with, he says, how was he? He says, he was perfect. And he looked at me and says, you want to call the show? Because we're starting in 10. <laughs> okay. So, I, uh, yeah, we were about to go on the air. So what's, what's your name going to be? And I don't know. I wasn't prepared for I wasn't expecting any of this. And uh, one show led to a second show. Second show led to a third. And before I knew it, I was I was in it. What, what was their plan if you said, no, that's a, I just wanted to do one. I, I got to go home. What, do you, what would they have done? <laughs> I don't know what the plan was. I, I mean, it probably would have been a, a solo show, which uh, right. I've done a couple of those. It's it's very different. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how Joey Styles did it for all those years. Right. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what, what the game plan was if I said no or if I sucked or, or what the plan was. But luckily it worked out. Um, I'm going to get to Joey Styles, some influences and some other announcers in a minute. Um, you've done a solo show. Uh do you prefer this is probably a dumb question, but I'm gonna ask it. Uh do you prefer a play by play, color analyst? Uh does it, it does it change if you're doing wrestling or if you're doing another another sport? I it it does change. I think I think a lot of it changes based on uh well, a lot of it changes based on your knowledge of what's right. happening and, and the people involved in it as well. Uh I I personally feel a lot more comfortable on the play by play side of things. I do enjoy the color side of things. I enjoy throwing tidbits there. And I think a lot of times, too, it depends on who your dance partner is when you're calling a show um, and what their strengths are and what their comfort zone is as well. Uh, when I started, I started out doing color. And uh, we uh, something wasn't clicking. Uh, and we pulled a switch. And the second we flipped that switch and I, and I moved to play-by-play, and Dustin, who was doing it with me at the time, switched the color. Just like everything just started clicking. He he was more in his element. I was more in my element in the it just flowed. It just flowed well. And I, and I think a lot of my uh, training in commentary as much, I, I went to school for it, but right. there is no school for pro wrestling commentary. Yeah. Uh, you got to love what you do. And my training was on the fly. It was on the job as I went. And uh, the, the more shows I did and got under my belt, the the better I got at doing it until we, we got to a point where it just became a full-time gig. So your training is on the fly on the job as you're, as you're doing it. Um, do you go back and watch people like a Joey Styles, a Jim Ross, uh, a, a Josh Matthews, uh, for impact people like that? Uh, Mike, do you go back in, in, and teach go backpedal and teach yourself, uh, forward? A hundred percent. I, I, I think you'd be foolish not to. Uh, I, I think that I, Anytime I'm watching uh, wrestling, even even now, even even the current product now, with you got your Pat McAfee's and your yeah. Corey Graves and Cole, like for for as much flack as he gets from people, he's fantastic at what he does. Uh, and I think that it's a you'd be foolish not to not to pull from those influences. You don't want to necessarily be a, a carbon copy of what's out there. You want to throw elements of yourself in there as well. But uh, I, they are where they are for a reason. They've been where they've been for a reason. So it's. Uh, I, I pull influence from, from all, obviously Jim Ross is a major influence of mine as he probably is for just about anyone doing commentary right. today. He's part of pop culture back in the day, but uh, yeah, I, I, I try to watch as much wrestling as I can. I draw influence from other independent commentators as well, because it's uh, it, there's so much wrestling out there. There's so many wrestlers out there. I can't possibly sit down and research all of them by myself. So I draw on other people's knowledge of, matches that i'm possibly calling i'm driving other people's knowledge of the the move sets uh 
um, that are out there. Um, I, I want to do my best to, to respect who's in the ring at all times. I do as, as much fun as we have doing it. I take it very seriously. They're telling a story in the ring and my job is to narrate it. And uh, I, I really hope that I do justice every time I do that. Um, I want to get back to Jim Ross and the advice he got you or gave you. Uh, but I have a segue. I never follow my bullet points. I'm very unprofessional. Uh, you mentioned something there that triggered my mind. You, and I quote, said that you sit down with wrestlers an hour before the show uh, to hear their version of the story that will be told in the match um, that you're going to call. Uh, so I, I, basically I'm curious to uh, how much, like how do you prepare for either one match or an entire, uh, let's say a card like this Sunday, um, how much preparation goes into that? Um, it, it depends. It, it really does. There, there are some matches where it, if there is a massive build to a big match, a lot of preparation goes into that because you know that the, the crescendo, if you will, the, the, the big blow off is going to draw from the story they've been telling leading up to this point. So there's a lot of reviewing old notes going into it. There's, there's a lot of uh, sitting down with the people in the match going into it of, like I said, I want to do their story justice. So if there are points that are going to hit in this match that are telling a story. I want to make sure that I'm not missing those bullet points that are important to them. At the end of the day, this is, like I said, this is their story that's being told. So there's other matches where if, it, I mean, realistically, there's, like I said, there's people I've never seen before. So uh, there's some prep work that goes into it, but in terms of who they are, where they come from, a little bit of background about who's going to be performing, but, a lot of their, their story, it's, I've been doing it long enough now that I'm picking up on what they're putting down as it's happening live. So there's some matches where if I'm telling the truth, I don't put any any prep work into it at all. I just kind of call it on the fly and wing it. And sometimes those are those are the best ways to go about it as well, because it, especially with some of the young kids coming in now, it's uh, can you tell a story that I can understand? If I can understand it, I got you. I got your back, and I and I can deliver this message gotcha. to everybody watching. But if you're trying to tell a story in the ring, and I don't even know what you're doing, and I've been sitting here doing this forever, there's not a chance anybody watching this is, knows what you're what, what you're trying to tell either. So um, it's very sink or swim uh, for the younger guys that are coming into it. Not a lot of prep work, if I'm being perfectly honest, yeah. goes into those. But obviously, when we bring in. For example, coming up this Sunday with a Mike Bailey versus an Alex Shelley, a match like that, you're you're gonna do your homework on it going into it because it, 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 the match justifies it. Um, you yes, homecoming this Sunday. Uh, Mike Bailey, phenomenal human being, uh, not only wrestler but just human. Uh, you you mentioned something there. So so the younger kids coming up. Uh, in the world we live in with social media and, and viral uh, takeoffs to stardom, uh, do, you, do you find that they're not even thinking of the story that's going to be told in the ring and thinking more of how can I land said move so the clip can take off for myself? I, I, I think it's a combination of both. Okay. Uh, I really do. I, I think there are, there are some that come in and they've been fans for a long time and they just, they get it. Uh, performers like I, I, 
remember the first time Daniel Garcia wrestled in a Smash Wrestling ring. I, I looked at the at Brad Myers, who I was doing commentary with, uh, and I said to him, this is a guy that we enjoy while we have him because he's not going to be here long. Yeah, for and sure. He wasn't. And uh, because he got it. He understood the storytelling aspect, but he also understands the social media. I don't even understand the social media aspect of it, obviously. I think I've got like 300 followers after <laughs> eight years. But um, there are some guys that come in, and that is and that is their focus is on the character and, and on, on trying to go viral and, and, and getting those, uh, those clips, those really short clips. So I think there's something to be said for both sides of the coin. Right. Uh, I don't think one, one way is right and one way is wrong. I think whatever gets you over uh, is, the, is the right way to do it. Whatever you find works for you, you find a niche and you stick with it. Our champion right now, Kevin Bennett, he's, he's been getting himself over, uh, not even sharing clips of him in the ring necessarily, right. just by doing these raps online and everything else. He's gathering a following and then they check out, okay, who is this guy? They look at, oh, he's a wrestler too. That's kind of cool. And then, you go about that way. Whatever gets eyes on you and the product, ultimately, at the end of the day, is the right way to do it. Um, and I, I want to touch on uh, Homecoming here coming up. I have one more question. I, I'm looking at the card right now. I see Mike Bailey. I see Psycho Mike. Uh, I think I just saw... Uh, who are those Ken Valley Tag Champs? Oh, why can't I remember their fucking names? Books, Books and Looks. Looks. Yeah, that's right. Books and Looks. Uh, I can see him. I, so I, I got to get to them. But I think Jim Ross gave you some phenomenal advice, not only once, but twice. Uh, what was that advice he gave you? Uh, well, I, I asked him. And the first time I, I met him was at a meet and greet. And uh, there's a Q&A session at the end of his, little, of his uh, kind of talk. And I asked him, I said, I'm just getting into the commentary gig myself. What, you got any advice for me? And he said, don't do it. And I said, I'm thinking like, you've been doing it forever. What do you, what do you mean? Don't do it. But uh, I I think from his perspective, he's talking about um, life on the road uh, and kind of the, uh, it really is a full-time, it really is a full-time job on top of on the independent scene. I got a full-time job on top of a full-time job. So uh, there's not a lot of time for anything outside of, of the realm of the spectrum of work here, but, uh, I did have the opportunity to meet him a, a second time in Las Vegas at the Cauliflower, uh, Cauliflower Alley Club, Club reunion. And uh, uh, sitting in the bar at the end of it, and uh, the opportunity to buy Jim Ross a beer, you're going to take it. So uh, I took the opportunity. I bought him a, a bucket of beers. And I sat down and I said, you probably don't remember me because you, you see people all the time. But uh, about four years ago, I asked you um, – for some advice and he says what did i say and i said you told me not to do it he says well, what are you sitting here for then um i said well now that i'm four years in you got any more advice and he says yeah don't do it but i'll see you again in four more years so uh, i think i'm about to do to have another sit down with him but by yeah. the sounds of it uh, yeah it's a very very surreal experience to be able to um be fortunate enough to be in an industry and uh, that i grew up such a big fan of and be able to cross paths with some people that I've just, I grew up idolizing and to have them turn out to be some, some of them, some pretty cool people. And, yeah. and you know, some of them it's, it's okay. Well, that's how I expect this conversation to go, but um, very fortunate, very surreal feeling sometimes um, just to, to be able to, to say that I, I share a little snippet uh, of a, of a, of an industry with some of these legends. 
Yeah, I mean, that's that Jim Ross story is phenomenal. Uh, and I didn't even know about the bucket of beers. But in five days, 19 hours, in 11 minutes, Smash Wrestling returns to London Music Hall on August 7th for Homecoming. Now, this is your the first show for Smash since COVID? It is. It is. Wow. Uh, and that was uh, that was a long time coming. And that was uh, a lot, a lot of patience went into that. Uh, we were back and forth for a long time about when to return. And then, to be honest, we were back and forth for a while about if we return. Because yeah. um, we, we knew that when we did, we wanted to do it right. Um, we didn't want to put on a show that was uh, under the expectation of what the fans expect of us. We wanted to put on a show that everyone um, that, that lived up to the hype and lived up to people's memories of what Smash Wrestling was before the lockdown happened. And if we couldn't do that, then we weren't coming back. Um, and restrictions um, being lifted and then going back on and then being lifted and going back on. There were a few promotions and credit to them um, that gave it a shot. And uh, I was of the mindset of we don't want to be the first ones back because we don't know what back looks like. Right. So we kind of we kind of took our time. We waited to see what what other promotions were doing, and uh, uh, really learning from them about what a comeback looks like. And uh, some of them some of them came back and were thriving, and other ones came back and uh, really had to uh, go back to the drawing board and come back again, and go back to the drawing board and come back again. And they're still standing now as well. So there's really no right or wrong way to do it, but we knew that when we come back, we wanted to, we wanted to do it justice. Uh, not just for our fans, but for ourselves as well. We know what uh, our expectations are for ourselves, And uh, I'm so excited for Sunday because uh, th- this show is going to live up to the hype uh, for all intents and purposes. We know the first one's going to be a smash. No yeah, pun intended. No pun intended. We know the first one's going to be a hit that we, we could have, we, we could put anyone in a broomstick in the ring and the place w- would be bumping and buzzing because Smash Wrestling's back. But then where do you go from there? What's the second show look like? What's the third show look like? We wanted to go balls out from the gate. Uh, and I think we're doing that. And I think that there, there there's going to be a, a lot of similarities to what people know Smash to be. And there's going to be a lot of um, changes from what people know what Smash was. I, I think our focus uh, has shifted. I think that the pause that was forced upon not just us, but everybody in right. wrestling has caused us to reevaluate what we were doing, um, who we were doing it with. Uh, and now we are, we are coming out of the gates with a new focus, um, not just around stars from uh, television that you've seen before, but also stars from promotions you might not have heard of yet that we're, that we are trying to, uh, shine some light on, on some of those performers and some up and coming people within our own area as well, because independent wrestling is a, is an ever evolving industry. Uh, we, we had something going really good back in, what was it? 2014, 2015, when we had that fourth gun uh, faction and in one foul swoop, everybody got scooped up. (laughs) And we have to go back to the drawing board. So if you are not looking within and you're not looking at the talent coming up and how to cultivate new characters, new stars, new talent, 
you're not going to last very long. So I think we, we are now focusing on a mix of uh, the past, present, and future of independent wrestling and trying to, to, to meld all that together. Wow, that was that was well said and, and covered my next three questions. That's phenomenal. Um, I'm looking at the card. I'm on Smash Wrestling, uh, smash-wrestling.com right now. Uh, books and looks, who I said in attack, but but you mentioned uh, we could put anybody in there with a broomstick. I noticed Psycho Mike has a body uh, uh body slam challenge. A broomstick, a broomstick could show up to that challenge. You know what? It it just might. Uh, and if it does, it's gonna be phenomenal. <laughs> it's gonna be fantastic. I think Psycho Mike is such an underrated yeah. worker. He has such a smart mind for the business. He yes, gets it. He's an absolute goofball, but in the best way possible. Uh, and and if I, he's my favorite person to sit down and talk shop with. He's my yeah. favorite person to sit down and go over matches with because he just he knows the story he's going to tell um, from the bat, and he does his own thing. He marches to the beat of his own drum in the ring. And it lands every single time, every single thing he does. It, it's just hilarious. And I think that um, we are fortunate enough that he and I have, have kind of found each other in this industry where a lot of people don't get him. A lot of people don't get the character. And fortunately for, for me, and I, I suppose also for him, I do. Yeah. I do get where he's going with it. And I'm able to help him tell that story um, that he's telling the ring whether it's with an invisible man, a broomstick, a body bag, a kiddie pool, a balloon. It doesn't matter what he's in there with. He knows how to make it worth, and I know how to help him get there. So, uh, yeah, if it's a broomstick and a body slam challenge, the broomstick's probably going over. Yeah. But I, I, it'll be phenomenal. Um, we had – Vanessa, we had Psycho Mike on at, like, the start of COVID, I believe. Yes. Pretty, pretty much. And it was – Still, t- I talk about that spot with him almost on a daily time that we're live, a daily show. It it was so good. He talked wrestling, talked stories, talked forever. I don't even he's think, yeah, I don't think he wanted us to end the show. I no, think he, he said that he was lonely. I think it went. <laughs> I think we went like almost two hours. It was insane. Uh, in a good way, and uh, I became a Psycho Mike fan that day, and I'll I'll stand by him every time. Great, is well, and he's he's absolutely one of those guys too. Where it, the first time you hear about him or you see a clip of him, you might you might be you might not get it right, right. away, but you give him a little bit of time, he he absolutely grows on you. So yeah, yeah he's 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 one of my favorite people to call in the ring. I, I forget that I'm doing a job that I'm getting paid to do when I'm calling his matches. And there's a few people like that as well for, for multiple reasons. I mean, uh, Tarek, I'm a massive fan of Tarek as well. Uh, he has grown so much as a performer um, from from the early days of Smash Wrestling to where he is now. He is blowing up all over Ontario, yeah. um, getting, his, getting himself out there as well. Uh, Kevin Bennett's another guy that I, I just appreciate the hell out of that guy as well. And there's a reason why the belt's on him because he's, he's really good at pissing people off and making you want to see him get his ass kicked. So he's a, he's really good at it. Um, yeah. Kevin Bennett, Matt Cross, Carter Mason. 
Yeah, yeah, triple threat match. The the uh, the, the longest reigning champion, albeit not defending the title for about two and a half years, but uh, right. Uh, the uh, that that's going to be a good match, and and that's again that's that's kind of the um the the perfect way to like as I was describing before the to showcase our new direction, past, present, future of um of independent wrestling. You've got the past champion in Matt Cross, the present champion in uh sorry in Kevin Bennett and perhaps the future champion in Carter Mason as well, another guy who's really blown up on the scene um all over Ontario as well. I, I think it's it's the perfect way to showcase the direction that this that this company is going. Um and realistically I think it's the direction that independent wrestling as a whole is going. Uh I can't wait. Um I can't I, I'm not there. I'm in upstate New York. There's no way I could ever make a show in London. Uh London Hall. Uh, can I watch it online? Can I watch it after the fact? How's that work? After the after the fact, yes, yes. Okay. I uh, un- unfortunately we uh, we have yet to master the the live uh, showing uh, technology there. Uh, I shouldn't say that we we are capable of. We have the technology to do it. Uh, we just don't have the uh, ability yet uh, to do it in a way that we we want to display it. Um, so it will be available after the fact. Um, I don't want to make promises on the turnaround time because that's not my, no. I, I have nothing to do with it. So I don't want to put other people on the spot there, but uh, usually it's a, it's a relatively quick turnaround time. It's available uh, through smash on demand. Um, and we usually put a lot of matches out there for free on YouTube as well yeah. uh, for people to be able to see a little bit of it. And, and to be honest with you, upstate New York, you're probably closer to London than I am. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm terrible about, with <laughs> geographic. I, I'm about a four hour drive. Uh, to to get myself to London, so it's uh, I, I'm not looking forward to the drive itself. I but uh, the uh, the ends is going to justify the means there, so I, I am pretty excited for it. Oh, that's phenomenal! So uh, homecoming this Sunday, August seventh, uh, stacked card. Uh, just the fact that uh, Psycho Mike's in a, a body slam challenge because <laughs> that makes me uh, smile and laugh all in the same all the same thing. Um, before I let you go, before I give you the mic to put yourself over and say whatever you want, um, we had to bump a guest tonight to put you on. Uh, oh, cool. yeah. Do you know anything about Mike Rofone from Backyard? Oh, yeah. oh man, from Backyard was, Pro. Uh, yeah, my, Mike Rofone has a special place in my heart. Uh, I, I will, uh, I will admit that that was uh, some of the most fun. I ever had, and if I'm being perfectly honest, that that got me through COVID. Yeah, I bet. Uh, I I think that backyard pro wrestling was some of the most the most fun a lot of people have had uh, with wrestling at a time where we weren't allowed to do it, and uh, that came about too. Where I just uh, when they asked me if I wanted to to, uh, to call a match again, it's very very similar to how I got started. I was I was offered to, to call one match. And I said, "What are the? Uh, what are you looking to do here? What's kind of the? Uh, tell me a little, a little bit about the product. What direction are we going? Because they sent me the match, and I watched. I'm like, this is hilarious. But am I? <laughs> Scott Hunter can't call this match because I would take it way too seriously in a thing where it's not taking itself seriously. The whole purpose is to to have fun, right? Uh, so I said, like, do you care what I do? And they said, no, have fun with it, do your thing. So I." Uh, 
I, I, I did my uh, horrendous Jim Ross impression, uh, and uh, Microphone was born. And when season two came out, they reached out to me and they wanted me to uh, to call half the season. And then uh, when season three came out, they wanted me to host the whole Tough Enough thing. So it was uh, it's it's developed over time. I hope they keep going with it. They even though, even back now, I I hope because that's like I said, that's some of the most fun. It's uh, a lot of times in the independent scene, things are always go go go. And uh, I, I'd love to say it's always sunshine and rainbows uh, in professional wrestling, but uh, anyone who's ever worked at it can tell you that it, it, it's not always the case. And a lot of times, uh, the social medias get to you. A lot of times, the uh, the politics get to you, and there is none of that when it comes to backyard pro wrestling. It is the most carefree have fun, be a bunch of goofs and get back to what got you right into wrestling in the first place. I think it was such an important message for me because they, they were able to get uh, guys from promotions all over Ontario that realistically you're not going to see that crop of people in any promotion in Ontario. I would love to see it happen one day, but I, there's, there's too much, um, I don't even know the word for it. There's just too much going on for that for that to even be possible. I think, and it's a shame because there there are some really good people, no matter what promotion you choose to watch uh, in professional wrestling, and uh, for for everyone to kind of come together and realize that at that time it wasn't we didn't lose Smash Wrestling at, right. during COVID. Uh, everybody lost professional wrestling right. at the same time, right. and and no matter what falling outs happen or or whatever politics get in the way, we all fell in love with the same sport. And there's common ground there. And if there's common ground, then there's a way to to come together and, and make it work. So uh, I, I think that that's like a lot of times in Smash Wrestling, we, we like to do a lot of uh, as many cross-promotional shows as we can um, to communicate that to people, that, that it's that we all love the same thing. And we, we just have different ways of, um, presenting what we think is is the best way to do it doesn't mean there's a right or wrong way. It's just different ways of doing. It. Uh, I couldn't agree more. I I think uh, everything you just said right there, um, it makes me think that there's so much like fighting and battling. Like I like this promote, this promote, this, and I hate that. And when in the grand scheme of things, it's just all wrestling. And then you said cr- cross promotional stuff, and it made me think of I was on social media today, and it's what is it International Fight Night? Like like yes. all that whole thing in September is pretty much inner promotional, like and that's through the and roof. that's the spirit of it, and and that and that's what I mean. It's going back to the new direction of, of where Smash Wrestling is headed. Is that we we are trying to break out of that mold? Yeah. Um, we're not saints. We we are just as guilty as anybody else of of adding to the tension, adding to the turmoil that exists in Ontario professional wrestling. Um, Ontario is not the only place that has it. I'm sure upstate New York has its yeah. uh, little squabbles. I'm sure uh, Florida has its squabbles, and I'm sure Japan has its squabbles. But it's at the end of the day, like I said, we all fell in love with the same thing, and we are trying to break. Um, we can only speak for ourselves. We're trying to break ourselves out of that mold. We're, and we're trying to um, showcase the fact that there is great talent 
all over the place and try to break those barriers down. Um, well, I look forward to it. I look forward to this Sunday. I look forward to everything uh, you guys got coming up. Uh, we're, we're big fans of Smash over here. Uh, we are at the end of the show. I'm going to give you the mic now, uh, the proverbial mic. Uh, you can put you can put yourself over. You can say anything you want. You can bury anyone you want. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to interrupt. The floor is yours. Okay. Uh, well, you know what? It's it's very tough for me to put myself over. I'm never I've never really been good at that aspect of it. And uh, I I mean I can share my socials with y'all, but uh, realistically, I ain't on them much these days anymore. I've got a a full time job now outside of the realm of wrestling that keeps me quite busy. Um, I'm just looking forward to getting back into wrestling, and, and I don't think that. It, it, Watch Smash Wrestling. Come check it out if you're in the area. Sunday night, London, Ontario. September 17th, we'll be in Toronto. Uh, it, it's not even about Smash Wrestling, though. It's about putting wrestling over. It, it, it's about getting getting back. It's back. Wrestling is back. I think, geez, I, I watched Monday Night Raw tonight. I've never been excited to watch, watch Monday Night Raw in about 10, 15 years. It's, there, there is a buzz in the air again about professional wrestling, and I am excited to be able to still be a part of it um can't wait i i couldn't agree more i mean like look i'm we're, we can oh i can't do it oh it would have been perfect wait maybe i can no i'm watching it as well i thought i could show it to oh wait yeah i can hold on there you go there we go for some entitled yeah see we can all watch to it together cash a few paychecks except i'll get fined or something for that watching it live but yes i agree i agree uh and we can delve down now another time uh the the change and all the stuff that's going there people are excited for raw which was on tonight um but not as excited for homecoming this sunday with smash wrestling scott mr hunter uh you've been a pleasure to have on tonight uh you worked the zoom just just perfectly and uh you're you're welcome back anytime our doors open I uh, appreciate it, man. I had a lot of fun here. Thank you very much. Yeah, anytime. Great conversation. Have yourself a awesome. great night. You. you as well. Take care. Peace. Awesome.